Hey, welcome, everybody. Welcome, River Glen. Great to see you. Welcome here in Waukesha and everybody in Pewaukee and online on the other side of the camera. Thank you so much for joining us. Great to have you. Thank you for making River Glen part of your uh, weekend. Well, last weekend we started this new series called uh, More because I think all of us at some point in life have had this nagging feeling. Is this all there is? There's got to be more. There's got to be more to life. And I think that's especially true now. Uh, this year we're having is, has been really tough. 2020 has been a unique year, a very challenging year, and uh, we long for more, don't we? Uh, I don't know if you've seen some of these memes about 2020, like uh, this one right here, 2020 was a slide. Cheese grater, yeah. Yeah, here's another one. If it was a swing, boom, brick wall. That pretty much sums up this year, doesn't it? Life was already difficult. Before 2020, depression, anxiety, dissatisfaction had reached epidemic levels, and then 2020 came along and just magnified it. And even if you're thinking to yourself, you know, I don't struggle with depression or anxiety, that's great. But I find that even the most positive person still can have feelings of, uh, I'm, I'm incomplete, I'm unfinished, something's missing, there's got to be more. Is there more to life? There's, there's got to be more. Well, Jesus had a word for the more that we desire. He called it joy, joy. Look what he said here one time about joy. He said, I've told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. All of us want more joy, right? I mean, we're all in for more of that. And Jesus wants to fill us with joy. But I want you to notice here, he, he says there's, there's a secret to, to lasting joy. You know, the kind of joy that sustains you for more than just a momentary delight or a day or two of of, of happiness. So what is this? What's he referring to? What's the secret to lasting joy? Well, let me set the context for you. Let me, let me back up a little bit. Uh, this verse actually comes from John chapter 15. Jesus has just finished the Last Supper with his disciples. He knows that time is short. He knows that within 24 hours he will die on a cross. And he knows what's coming for the disciples. He's going to send them on a mission to take the message of good news to the ends of the earth. And he knows that they're going to face persecution, discouragement, opposition. They're going to deal with confusion and doubt. And so that evening, after the Last Supper, Jesus walks with his disciples to the Garden of Gethsemane where they will arrest him. And he thinks to himself, you know, what can I say to my disciples to encourage them? to sustain them, to give them joy, lasting joy. It's interesting, Jesus doesn't give them like a notebook, you know, with timelines and task lists on how to spread the message of good news to the ends of the earth. No, he gives them a word picture, a phrase to remember as a source of joy and peace and, and strength. Here, here's what he said to them. He said, he said, I'm the vine, you're the branches, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, when Jesus says, I'm the vine, in the original language, he's not talking about any kind of a vine. He's talking about a grapevine. I mean, they had grapevines everywhere. They had vineyards everywhere back then. And scholars think they probably walked by grapevines on the way to the Garden of Gethsemane that night after the Last Supper. I want to show you the the path that Jesus and his disciples took that evening. If you, you know, look at a diagram, imagine a diagram of ancient Jerusalem. They had the uh, Last Supper over in this area, 
in an upper room, and then they walk over to the Garden of Gethsemane outside the city walls over here on the Mount of uh, Olives. And so when Jesus and his disciples walked through Jerusalem that night, uh, imagine the path that they, they took. They, they probably went right along here uh, by this Culver's. They, archaeologists found a uh, drive-through for chariots. The Romans uh, loved it. And, and then they walked by what? The temple. The Jewish temple. The center for religious activity. People b- believed that you go to the temple to connect with God, to celebrate and worship God. But when Jesus walks by the temple that night, do you know what he probably saw? A grapevine. They had a massive golden grapevine hanging from the, the, the temple. Probably looked something like this. First century historian Josephus said that you couldn't walk past the temple and miss the massive vine with clusters of, clusters of grapes hanging from it. Now, why would they hang grapes from the temple? Because in that day, a vine with grapes symbolized abundance and vitality and happiness and joy and strength, all the things they wanted in life, and they hung it from the temple as if to say, this is where you come and get it. Even in our culture today, grapevines symbolize happiness and joy and abundance and vitality. Think about it, when something great happens in your life, something amazing happens in your life, sometimes you're at a table sitting down with other people and somebody makes a toast. They raise a glass. What's in the glass? Juice or wine that comes from grapes. Grapevines symbolize happiness, blessing, and joy. And Jesus says to them, I'm the vine, I'm the grapevine, and you're the branches. But I want you to understand, this is a new and a very bold teaching that Jesus gives. This is a new teaching for his disciples. In the Old Testament, it talks about a different vine. Take a look at what the prophet Isaiah writes. The vineyard of the Lord Almighty is the nation of Israel, and the people of Judah are the vines that he delighted in. And God expected good grapes from Israel, but they didn't produce the fruit that God wanted. And so Jesus comes along and says, all right, we're going to switch it. We're going to flip this around, appreciate your efforts, but from now on, I'm the vine and you're the branches. In me, you're going to, in me you'll produce much fruit. Now, maybe this picture will help you kind of understand and, and, and help us visualize this teaching of uh, Jesus. Notice there's a, there's a vine here that comes up from the ground and it's got all these different branches. And the nutrients come up through the vine and go to the branches. And as long as the branches stay connected to the vine, they produce beautiful grapes. But if they're not connected to the vine, the branch can't do anything. I read this week that just outside of London, there is a vine, a grapevine, over over 250 years old. And every year it has produced tons of grapes for over 250 years. As long as the branches stay connected to the vine, they produce beautiful fruit. And Jesus says, I'm the vine, you're the branch. Life and joy come from me. And this is the secret to lasting uh, joy. Jesus says, no matter what happens, no matter what kind of trouble or uncertainty in your life, even if it's 2020, just remember you're the branch and I'm the vine. You don't try to find strength within yourself. You don't try to find joy and peace within yourself. Uh, That's not your job. That's my job to give it to you. Your job is to stay connected to me. 
My job is to make sure that you have the joy and the peace and the strength that you need for the journey. I'm the vine and you're the branches. That's why Jesus emphasizes one word in this passage over and over in John chapter 15. Look at this, in, in verse, just in verse four, uh, he says, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in, in me. It, it, the word remain, it appears four times in that verse and 11 times in 11 verses. If Jesus repeats a word 11 times, I mean, it's probably pretty important, isn't it? This word remain or some versions translate it abide, abide in, 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 in me. It means it's a relational word. It means to stay connected, to stay close. You, you, you hang out together. It's a mutual relationship. Jesus connects with you, and if you stay connected to him, you're going to have much joy, and you're going to produce a lot of fruit. fruit, fruit. Uh, but it's interesting when Jesus introduces this idea in, in verse 1. He, he says, I'm the true vine. Notice, he doesn't say, I'm the vine. He says, I'm the true vine, which seems to indicate there's some other vines. There's some fake vines out there. Uh, and they might look life-giving, they might look nourishing, they might look like they would give you uh, joy and peace. But Jesus says, I'm the true vine. And some of us, we've tried some of these other vines and we've learned the hard way. Some of us, maybe, uh, maybe we make ourselves the vine. You know, I'm gonna find strength in me. Our, our culture says, you know, you can be the vine. You know, if you wanna be the vine, just dig deep inside of yourself and you can find joy and peace and strength to get through anything. And that's really what self-help books teach, that you're not the branch, you're the vine. But here's what happens when you try to make yourself the vine. It creates stress and worry and anxiety and pressure in your life that'll, that'll just wear you out. Because God didn't make you to be a vine. God made you to be a branch, or maybe some of us have chosen someone else uh, to be our vine. Maybe you've chosen your spouse or your boyfriend or your girlfriend to be your vine. You've, you've tried to find hope and peace and joy in, in them. And then when things don't go well, you're like, well, something's wrong with you because you know, if you were giving me what I needed, if you, if you were giving me what I needed, there were, I would have this joy in my life, I would produce this fruit, and so we say, she's not meeting my needs, or he's not giving me what, what I need. Or maybe you've turned your children into your vine, or your grandchildren. You, you've tried to find joy and strength in, in them. Or uh, maybe, maybe you're trying to be their vine. You're going you're gonna to be somebody else's vine. And uh, I'm going to be responsible to, to give you joy and hope and, and peace. But you can't be anybody's vine. God didn't make you to be a vine. God made you to be a branch. And here's what happens. If, if, if another person is your vine, you're not going to have joy. If your career is your vine, you're not going to have joy. If your health is your vine, you're not going to have joy. If your GPA is your vine, you're not going to have joy. If politics is your vine, you're not going to have joy. But if Jesus is your vine, you're going to have joy. You're going to have lasting joy and fruitfulness for all those other people in your life that you love. There's a lot of joy in being a branch because God made you to be a branch and Jesus is the true vine who can do for us what we can't do. Jesus is the only one who satisfies our longing 
for more. You know, during COVID, during the quarantine, uh, many of us, uh, we spent a lot of more time at home and uh, many of us probably learned some new things at home. I know, I know someone who taught, uh, taught themselves to play a, a musical instrument during quarantine. I learned some cooking. Yeah, I, I learned some cooking uh, during uh, quarantine. How many of you like pizza, like to eat pizza? Yeah, I wanna, you guys want a little, uh, little tip, a little cooking tip, secret ingredient uh, to try on your uh, uh, pizza? This will bring you more joy, more joy okay? Um, here's the secret ingredient that I like to use. Put some feta cheese on top of your pizza. It's really good. You ought to give that uh, a try. But recently, I, uh, I ate one of my pizzas, and uh, I put the, you know, the ingredient on there, and I thought, you know, this cheese tastes funny. And so I went back, and I opened the container, looked in there. It looked fine. looked normal. And I checked the date. It's not expired. But then I read the label closely, and I discovered I accidentally bought reduced fat uh, feta cheese, you know, diet feta cheese. Uh, it tasted like fake cheese. I mean, imitation cheese. I didn't even, I'm surprised they sell that stuff in Wisconsin. Yeah, it just ruined my pizza. But I'm telling you this so that your joy can be uh, complete. Try, try some feta cheese on your pizza. It's really good. Make sure, though, you use real, real cheese, all right? Jesus says, look, I'm the real vine. And there's a lot of imitation vines out there. There's fake vines, and from a distance, they might look appealing, but they're not real. And they won't bring you joy and, and fruitfulness. And then here's what Jesus says in verse 6. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. You know what you call a branch that's not connected to anything? A stick. Yeah, and what do you do with a stick? You gather them up, you put them in a burn pile. That's what you do with sticks. And so I, and I brought a stick with me today. And, you know, you know what a stick looks like, but I, I brought one with me. And uh, this one's got some fruit tied to it, uh, some plastic fruit. It's just a stick with some plastic fruit. It's not even real fruit. It's uh, fake fruit, imitation fruit. But uh, from a distance, you know, it might look okay. It might look good. But if you got closer... And certainly, if you took a bite out of it, you would realize, you know, that's just, that's just plastic fruit hanging on that, that stick. And I share this because, you know, if we're not careful, uh, this is what can happen in our lives and in, in our church. We can try to give the appearance of being a branch producing real fruit, and uh, actually, we're just a stick with some plastic fruit uh, tied to it. And, and from a distance, other people look at it and they say, well, you know, that looks good. And, and, uh, but when they get close, I mean, they realize it's not real fruit. And if they've never tried uh, real fruit before and they think this is real fruit, they're never going to want to try real fruit when they're given the, the opportunity. I wonder if we're not careful, instead of being uh, branches that produce fruit, we can just become a, a stick. We can become sticks with plastic uh, fruit. This is the kind of church where, you know, everybody comes together and looks good, but nobody feels like they can open up about their problems and their struggles. This is the kind of church known for having great facilities, great uh, building, but not a loving, caring family. This is a church known for flashiness, but not faithfulness. This is a church known for big events, but not love and humble acts of service. This is a church known for uh, focusing on giving the minimum rather than embracing the joy of generosity. 
This is a church known for how many people it can seat rather than how many people it can send. And if, if, if we're not careful, uh, we could become uh, this uh, right here. So what does it look like to become a, a, a real branch that produces real fruit? There's a lot of joy and there's a lot of fruit in, in being a branch, but how do you know you're, you're, you're being a branch and you're connected to the true vine. Well, I want to challenge us in two ways uh, to help us experience more joy and fruitfulness. First of all, it, it, it's really important that you connect first and then produce. That's what a branch does. It connects to the vine and then it produces. You know, that's why 11 times in this chapter, Jesus says, remain in me, abide in me. Stay connected to me. Your first priority is your relationship with Jesus. Your first priority is, is to connect to the vine. And, and I know that sounds simple, but it's not easy. It's, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult for me. It's difficult because it takes time and it takes intentionality to stay connected to Jesus. I'll share a personal example uh, from my life. Uh, you know, imagine it's Thursday morning. And, uh, you know, I come to the office here and the message for the weekend is not done, not done. And uh, I'm, I'm feeling some pressure. And so I have a choice in front of me that morning. I can start my day by working and producing my message, or I can start my day by connecting with Jesus through prayer and scripture. And uh, if I'm being honest, here's what happens. Sometimes I put producing ahead of connecting. I choose production before connection. But you know what, that's like a branch saying, I'm too busy making fruit to connect to the vine. No, a branch knows you connect first and then you produce. Connection leads to production, to more production. Connection leads to joy and uh, fruitfulness and production. So, so what does it look like for you to, to connect with Jesus? What does it look like for you to abide in, in Jesus, to stay connected to Jesus? What does that look like practically in your life? Is, is prayer, is that important for you? Is Bible reading important for you? Is gathering for worship in person, online, is that important for you? Well, just like your body, your physical body needs air and food and water, your soul needs prayer and scripture and worship. You need God's word and God's people and God's presence to have more joy and, and fruitfulness, but, but it's difficult. And uh, you know, here's why. You know what this is right here? This is a problem. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I hear people say, you know, I'm, I'm too busy. I'm too busy to, to read scripture, to pray, and uh, go, to, go to church. You know how much time the average American uh, spends on their phone? Apps, texting, email, calls, four hours a day. Four, actually, four hours and 15 minutes a day. How do I know that? I looked it up on my phone. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Now, there's actually some great apps you can have on your phone that can help you to connect with Jesus. Uh, you know, Bible reading, devotional um, apps. The problem is not the phone. The problem is not the technology. The technology can be good. But sometimes we need to turn this off so that we can tune into Jesus. We need to unplug from technology so that we can plug in to the vine. 
Uh, take a look at this uh, picture I came across of uh, 82-year-old Ethel Bainbridge at a parade in Connecticut. And uh, notice what everyone else is doing around her. Probably what I would be doing, right? So no judgment. I'm probably doing the same thing, but what's she doing? She's present. She's fully engaged. She's connected. See, see we have time. We, we can find time to connect with Jesus. We can, we can make time. And you know what? When we connect with Jesus, it'll, it'll actually make us more productive and fruitful. So I want to challenge you to personally set aside 10 minutes, 15 minutes a day to pray and, and read some scripture and reflect on it. And, and if you'd like some resources to uh, help you, stop at the Connect Wall in the lobby after the service. They've got some very helpful resources and, and Bible reading plans that they would love to share with you. And, and make a commitment to gather with us for worship each week in person or online for the next 10 weeks through Thanksgiving. Connect first, and then you will produce. Make time to connect with Jesus, and it will, it will make you more joyful and more fruitful. And then here's the second challenge. Try to do what you cannot do on your, on your own. Because if you connect to the vine, the vine's going to flow these nutrients and, and strength and, and joy into your life that will allow you to do more than you could do on, on your own. And so, for example, if you struggle with an addiction, you know, maybe you tried to quit on your own, but you couldn't. But now you're going to say, I will connect to the true vine. And I'm going to believe that through Jesus... I can break free and overcome it. You can do things you, you could not do on your own. Or, I don't know, maybe you look at your marriage and you're like, uh, you know, I've tried to fix it, but, uh, you know, everybody around me tells me I can't be fixed. It's too broken. But I believe in the vine, and I'm going to connect to the vine, and I'm going to see what God will do in, in my marriage. You, you try to do some things that, you know, maybe they don't even make sense on paper, but your hope and your faith, it isn't in you, it's in Jesus. And when you live as a, as a branch connected to the vine, you can do more for others. You, you produce fruit to nourish others. You can nourish your spouse, nourish your kids, nourish your coworkers, nourish your friends, nourish the community. God wants to make us life-giving people and God wants to make our church fruitful, not just for ourselves. I mean, a fruit tree, a grapevine, they don't produce fruit for themselves, they produce it for others, to nourish others. God makes us fruitful to love and serve and help other people. And so I wanna tell you about an opportunity uh, that we have to do more for others, more than we could, more than we can on our own as a church because we're connected to the vine. Last, last weekend, um, several of you, many of you invited someone to show up weekend and we had several of our partners here. It was just a great weekend. Awesome uh, weekend that exceeded expect, expectations. I just want to thank you, thank our staff for just a fantastic uh, weekend. Last weekend I mentioned that we're planning to do something more than, than we could do on our own in, in three weeks on the weekend of October 10th and 11th because Jesus has given us a life of more and we want to share it. We want other people to experience the life of more that Jesus offers to everyone. And so the weekend of October 10th and 11th, we're calling it the big offering giveaway. We're going to give away every penny that comes in the offering uh, that weekend. Every, every, every penny that comes in the offering boxes, that every, every penny that comes in uh, digitally that weekend and the weekend leading up to it, we're going to give it away uh, to meet needs. 
and demonstrate the love of Jesus in our community and, and world. Each weekend, we're going to hear from one of our partners that will receive the offering. Take a look. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, what a great opportunity. Really excited to, to do more. But uh, it's a tough year. And, and to, be honest, to be honest, we thought about not doing the big offering uh, giveaway with COVID and uncertainty. But the more we prayed and thought about it, we realized, you know what, there are more needs now than ever. Our community needs fruit. Our world needs fruit right now. And by connecting to the vine, we can produce fruit to serve needs and nourish more people 
and point them to uh, Jesus. You know, sometimes churches stop taking risk and they step away from taking steps of faith and, and this is what happens right here. You know, they become just a stick with some plastic fruit hanging from it. We don't want to be a stick. We want to be a branch. We want to be connected to the, to the true vine and produce real fruit to nourish others. Look what Jesus says in verse 7. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Jesus says, if you stay connected to me, pray big prayers and I will give you, uh, I will help you produce whatever fruit you ask for wherever you need help. And, and we have a great opportunity in, in three weeks uh, to do something more than we could ever do on our own. And uh, Marnie and I are really excited about this opportunity and uh, we're planning to give an extra gift, our, our largest gift of the year. And I hope that you will join uh, with us. We wanna produce fruit to serve needs and nourish other people so that they can experience the life of more that Jesus offers. Let me pray for us. God, thank you for this teaching that, that Jesus gave to lead us to more joy and more fruit. Help us remember that you made us to be a branch, not a vine. And there's a lot of joy in being a branch. We want to stay close to you so that we have more joy and peace and so that we can produce more fruit to nourish and give life to others. God, thank you for this, this great opportunity that you've put, you've put in front of us to do more for others, to nourish serve others and point them to Jesus and the life that he offers to every person. And it's in his name I pray. Amen.